0: Good morning, everybody. You glad to be here today? Come on, aren't you glad? I would rather be here than the finest hospital in all the world. Anybody glad? I, I'm I'm glad to be here. I'd rather be here than in a car wreck. Anybody glad to be in the house of the Lord? Anybody glad to be somewhere? Amen, amen. Uh, if you have your Bibles, if you have your Bibles, we're going to be looking at. I'm going to focus in on Philippians chapter two today. Uh, But before we turn there, I just want to take a minute and uh, give thanks to God who's worthy to be praised. A a year, one year ago, this Sunday, we shut down due to COVID. One year ago, this Sunday, today, a year ago, this Sunday, one year ago, uh, the world was in chaos Craziness is happening. We're full of uncertainty have no idea What is happening and all we're hearing is that we need to isolate stay at home You remember uh, a year ago this Sunday you couldn't find toilet paper anywhere Thanks be unto God. They figured that joker out. I still can't find Lysol. I Don't know if they're using this breast spray deodorant. I don't know. I don't know what's going on but a year ago they're telling us, because they have no clue, I just, and that's not derogatory, we were in uncertain times. But that's why we don't trust in horses or chariots. We don't trust in physicians, we don't trust in congressmen or senators or presidents. We trust in a name that heaven and earth will pass away, but this word, this person, this name will remain forever. And I'm just thankful today that a year ago we wasn't sure what it was going to look like but we just knew he was going to be faithful aren't you glad you're still here and god is still in control somebody you know what i'm talking about you've gone through covid we we had our own version of an outbreak um at thanksgiving time and um we are now the community of immunity hallelujah I'm telling you, this is the safest place you can be in. Uh, and so, uh, I just, I just thank God. The, uh, I, and I've, t- I've shared this story. I'm just kind of lingering for a minute because I didn't have time in the first service. But, um, our, our bank, for Citizens, the one we have our, our uh, mortgage through here at the church. The number one issue, the crisis they faced was all of the churches shutting down yeah. that were going into foreclosure and chaos that was happening. The number one issue for First Citizens Bank, as I understand it via them, the majority of the banking industry. And in a time where doors are closing to the house of the Lord, Pentecost Sunday is when we open back up. And over the course of these last few months, not only have we survived, we've thrived and, um, and God is good and hear me, that is not an indictment against any other ministry I'm just thankful for what he's doing here and, um, and we went through weeks well, between now and Pentecost Sunday and so that's in May sometime end of May I believe you know, we were everybody was a televangelist but we were trying to decree and declare prophesy truth and over the course of these last few months a year now God has grown, I mean, there are people that are in this room that wasn't here a year ago. There there are people that God has brought in that have moved down. It's just the hand of the Lord has been on this, and we thank God for it. And, you know, by the end of uh, the end of fall, beginning of winter, Lord willing, we'd be breaking ground for our adult sanctuary. (laughs) It's going to be a thousand-seat auditorium with a running track all the way around it. And that's just for me. Fat boys got to lose weight. We might as well do it. Holy Ghost calisthenics. Amen. Y'all didn't have to laugh that hard. Okay? I'm in the best shape of my life. Round is a shake. I have tasted and seen that the Lord is good. And uh, I know that's not funny. I know. I know. I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better. But I just thank God. I thank God that, that we're here. I thank God that you're here. You know, we, we had to bury one, one of our own due to COVID this year. God's still faithful. They say, oh, that's sad. Well, hey, it depends on how you look at it. Because according to Scripture, to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. Did he lose? Or should we be a little jealous? And, um, and I'm thankful. I'm thankful. Well, I'm going to preach today a new, series. I'm starting a new series because I want to introduce you to somebody that I believe has become way too familiar to the body of Christ. I I believe that we have gotten so used to his name, we have gotten so used to him that we have lost sight of just how incredible it is to be in relationship with him. And, And really what I wanted to do was, was preach a series on Jesus between now and East leading up to Easter, but he's so vast He's so incredible. He's so unbelievable. He's so majestic. He's so in charge. He's so God. He's so loving. He's so gracious. He's so merciful. He's so good that when I tried to lay it out for like four or five weeks, I couldn't stop. Nah, we gotta talk about this. No, we gotta talk about this. And, And so for the next several weeks, um, we're going we're gonna to scratch the surface of somebody that we have gotten way, and I believe we've gotten way too familiar with in the body of Christ. And his name is Jesus. You know there's something about that name. Kings and kingdoms will all pass away. But there's something about the name. It is the sweetest name I know today anybody thankful for the name of Jesus come on let's watch this video today come on anybody thankful Jesus the light of the world the great I am the chief cornerstone. La
1: Alpha y la Omega. The Almighty.
2: The Son of God.
1: Great physician. The hope of the world. The provider.
2: The true Vine.
1: The Lord. The
2: Shepherd.
1: Jesus. The truth. The counselor. The Christ. The Lamb of God. The Word. Jesus. The way.
2: The promise. The door. The
0: Apostle.
1: The Redeemer. The Creator. Jesus.
2: Jesus. Jesus. Jesus.
1: Jesus.
0: Jesus. The Savior. Anybody grateful that Jesus still saves? I, I want to preach to you this morning on the name of Jesus. You're going to move me into that. I'm going to start singing that. Something about the name Jesus. Something about the name Jesus. It is the sweet. That is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. We were worshiping Jesus and then you turned it into you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. This is the Uh -uh, Don't do that. Don't do that. You want us to sing, we exalt thee now? So stupid. (laughs) If you can't have fun in church, why even be here, amen? That's all. The Bible says that we're all children. Have you ever seen children act right all the time? Forgive us, we didn't take our meds this morning. It's all good. You're going to have to stop that. Uh, I'm preaching today on Jesus. Jesus. uh, Jesus. Jesus. Um, Specifically today, Jesus the Savior. By way of introduction, it's interesting to me the culture that we live in today. Social media has created all forms of what we know to be as celebrity. That, That it doesn't matter who you are or what you've done. The truth of the matter is you don't have to be anybody or do anything, and yet you somehow can still be known as a celebrity around the world. We call them influencers, we call them whatever. I call them a big fat waste of time and space and energy. And, and, and watch this, we, we follow them and because we're connected to their posts or we're connected to their blog or we're connected to their podcast, we feel like we know them. But the truth of the matter is we don't know them, we only know about them what they reveal to us. And so here we are pretending we're friends or they followed us back or they liked our comment or or whatever the thing is. And we feel like, oh, man, I have some semblance of a relationship with this person. But listen, just because you follow them doesn't mean you know them. And just because you're friends with them on Facebook doesn't mean you know them. Just because they liked the tweet or they snapped you back or they liked your TikTok, they, that, that doesn't mean that they know you and, and you know them. And the truth of the matter is, if they have a good public relations person, they're going to make sure that all you see about them are, is the perfection. And then we become overly, overwhelmingly frustrated, depressed, and shocked when deep character issues are revealed of them and we're like, I can't believe that person is not this way. I can't believe that they really think something contrary. Hear me today. That every person has a sin issue. Every person has a sin that so easily besets them. Every one of us were born into sin. We were born dead in our trespasses. That there is none righteous. No not one. But there is someone that you can come into relationship with that will never leave you. Will never forsake you. Will never disappoint you. Will never let you down. Will never work you. It's a manipulate you for selfish ambition or gain and his name is only jesus you can't trust in mama you can't trust in daddy you can't trust in grandma you can't trust in grandpappy you can't trust in a preacher you can't trust in a denomination the only person that you can count on is jesus back in my day now i'm 45 years old and back in my day back in my day we had this thing called 15 Minutes of Fame. It was, it was 15 Minutes of Fame. And, and, and the reason it was 15 Minutes of Fame is because all we had to connect with the world was a television. And listen, it was a t- television with the most unique kind of remote control. And the remote control back in that day was called a child, me. Now, some of you are not gonna understand, but, but this TV had this knob on it. And it didn't have 450,000 channels. It only had about eight. And you knew you could get all eight based upon these little antennas that were on there. So not only was, and when my mom and dad wanted the channel to be turned, they said, hey, remote control, go turn the channel. So I know some of you are going to be shocked. I had to get up and walk to the TV and touch the TV and turn the knob. And if the static was too staticky and you couldn't get a clear picture, I know y'all used to HD and ultra HD and 4k and listen that wasn't none of that We had this big old bubble that we were all watching and we all the closer we get and they tell us that the UV the rays on it My god, you're in a cross-eyed So not only was I the remote control I was also the cable guy no, no, no. Move, move that antenna to the left. Move it to the, I'm just glad we didn't have the antenna on top of the house, because I'd have been the roofer, too. <laughs> and we had, it, it, it was the only connection we had with the outside world. And, and they would tell people, if you ever made the news... That you had your moment, you were going to get your 15 minutes in fame. I, I, I remember those days growing up that, that anytime the news camera would ever come around, you were like, oh man, I got to be in the background and like, hey, you see now? You know, do all this kind of stuff. Because it was your 15 minutes of fame. There was a chance that you would be seen on the TV. The generation after me no longer get 15 minutes of fame, they get 15 seconds. It it doesn't matter what I do. It's called TikTok viral videos now. And I I can be famous for 15 seconds. 15 seconds, the whole world, if I can get 1 million views, if I can get 2 million views, if I can get 3 million views, it doesn't matter what I compromise, it doesn't matter what I have to listen to, it doesn't matter what I have to act like, it doesn't matter what I have to do, as long as I can be famous, as long as I can have celebrity, as long as I can be important to people and get enough views and get enough likes, and I'm willing to do it with viral TikToks, if I can just get 15 seconds of fame. But here's what I've learned in my 45 years of living, that it doesn't matter how important you are, your name will eventually fade. Hear me. Even the goats, now for old people that is an acronym and that means greatest of all time, okay? Even the goats, their names fade. I, I'm in this thing right now, personally. This is Glenn talking. I, I'm in this thing right now where I'm collecting autographed baseballs and 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 basketballs and you know NFL jerseys. I, we've got a game room and I'm trying to fill it up with all sports memorabilia. And eventually it's going to be you know given to my son as a little you know in, it's an investment. They have value now and they'll continue to have value the longer they are. And 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 I just I just recently acquired an autographed Mickey Mantle baseball. Only old people went woohoo. I'm just telling you. I I got a Mickey Mantle baseball. Now let let me get it to you another way. Equivalent to about $1,000 to $1,200. Praise the Lord. Now I got an amen from young people, right? Okay, Mickey Mantle baseball, and I'm, like, I'm stoked. I got a Mickey Mantle baseball and I acquired a, um, a Ted Williams baseball. And these were icons. They were goats back in the day. Unbelievable. Incredibly valued. Unbelievable. And I'm so excited, and I come to my, my son Noah, and I'm like, Noah, j- check out this autographed baseball, man. I just got Mickey Mantle baseball. He's 18 years old. I just got Mickey Mantle's autographed baseball. This is unbelievable. Do you, do you see? He's like, great, Dad. <laughs> Here it is. Who's Mickey Mantle? Elizabeth. (laughs) I know, I'm even older now. (laughs) This is the big one. (laughs) I'm coming to join you, honey. Somebody's called me old, you old fish eyed. (laughs) Honey, shut up. Shut up. Y'all, oh God. It's called TV Land. Y'all, just trust me, okay? And he sat there and he said, I'm like, son, I failed you as a father. You don't know who Mickey Mantle is. I failed you as a father. Here's the point I'm making. The point is, it doesn't matter how great you are at whatever you are at. Sooner or later, your name is going to fade. And although your name may live on, people will not know what you're known for. Let me prove it to you. How many of you in this room, and you don't have to show hands, how many of you know who your great, 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 great grandfather is? If I'm a betting man, there's not one person in this room, maybe one, who would know who their grandfather is to the fifth. Lineage, And be able to articulate not only his name, but what he did and what he set you up for in providing for your family. If it wasn't for your great, 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 great grandfather, you would not be here today. But the majority, overwhelming majority of us have no clue who he is. Why? Was he not imported? Of course he was imported. Was he not imported to you? He was unbelievably imported to you. But the point is, eventually, your name and what you are known for will fade away. But there is one name that will never fade away. There is one name that will never be gotten over. He will be known for his name, and he will be known for the great things he has done. And his name is Jesus. He's the king of every king. He's the Lord of every lord. He is the great I am, the almighty. He is my way maker, my miracle worker, my promise keeper. That's who he is. He's a light in the darkness. I want you to think about this this morning. He's never published a book, yet there are more books written about him in the history of the world than anyone else. He has never written a song, but there are more songs written about him than any other person in the history of the world. This man never traveled in his life more than 300 years, yet there is no place in this world 2,000 years later that you can go to where somebody doesn't know the power of that name. Our calendars have been separated and were split at the entrance of this man. And here we are 2,000 years later. His name is just as great. His name is just as powerful. And he is just as famous as he has ever been. Somebody give God praise for the name of Jesus this morning. even people who don't value his name, even this, this this profit-driven company and society and world that we live in, they could care less about what he did, and they could care less about what they do, what he did. But the news is, they will set their calendars to their profit margins because of how impactful his birthday is. And I'm here today to tell you, I know they're going to talk about a bunny, and they're going to talk about eggs, and they're going to talk about peeps, but even in the next couple of weeks, there is a prophet that comes to people because he has an empty tomb he is the resurrection and the life and even today his name is so powerful (laughs) i need you to hear me because we're getting there we're getting closer and closer every day power hungry people will not be able to legislate out his name you may, you may disqualify, there are nations that will not allow this book to come into their borders, but they can't stop the power of the name. And wherever his name is, mercy shows up. And wherever his name is, grace shows up. And wherever his name is, healing shows up. And wherever his name is, deliverance shows up. Anybody grateful for the name of Jesus? <laughs> Philippians chapter 2, here we are in verse 6. Christ Jesus, Paul is writing to the church at Philippi, Christ Jesus, this is verse five kind of towards the end, here it is, though he was in the form of God, did not count himself equal with God, a thing to be grasped, he was a power hungry, but look at this, he emptied himself, the word here in the Greek is kenosis, kenosis, the word kenosis, it means, watch this, that deity emptied into humanity. That when Jesus came to earth, deity emptied into humanity. That all the power of deity was put into humanity. Now I'm gonna give you a little thing about what's coming. Eventually, Jesus will leave and the Christ will stay. You and I are the body. And so the same thing of deity that was emptied into Jesus, it now is called the Holy Spirit. It now has the power to dwell on the inside of us. This same spirit that raised from the dead now, okay, deity emptied into humanity. We're not talking about Santa Claus coming to town, y'all. We're talking about the one who holds the world in the palm of his hand. Listen, I don't understand this and I can't wait to figure it out. But not only does he hold the world in the palm of his hand, the Bible says it's also his footstool. How in the world can you hold something and prop up on it at the same time? Only a God could do that. How is it that a man who created a mother came through her? Yeah and by her delivering him, he was delivering her. I don't understand. Only a God could do that. He was being held by the one that was holding her. Only God could do that. He emptied himself. Deity, kenosis, deity emptied into humanity. And watch this. When this emptying took place, verse nine, God gave him a name. He didn't just say, we're going to call him God, although he is. I'm going to give him a name. I'm going to name him. And watch this. I'm not going to just name him any name, but I'm going to give him a name that is above every name. So anything that has a name, good news, there's a name above it. You name me a name today. And I'll give you a name above that name. This is what I love. When they name the name of cancer, there's a name above cancer. When they name the name of ADD, there's a name above ADD. When they name the name of depression, there's a name above depression. When they name the name of disease, there's a name above disease. When they name the name of anxiety, there is a name above anxiety. When they name the name of divorce, there is a name above divorce. When they name, y'all don't hear what I'm saying, when they name the name of sin, I'll give you a name above that sin. I'm here today to tell you there is no failure, there is no stronghold, there is no shadow, there is no lie that can come into itself that can out exalt the name of Jesus. Jesus, there is a name that every name has to come under, but, but he gave this name, but watch, look at what happens with this name, look at this name, but, that he's been given a name above every name, and at that name, every knee will bow, hold on, in other words, this name has power, but this name also has purpose. And the truth of the matter is, this is a name worth dropping. We, we, uh, can I go here for just a minute? Can I get on my soapbox just for a second? Okay. So we were in Pennsylvania this weekend at a youth conference, and uh, it was a nine-hour nine drive one way, and we left Friday morning, preached Friday night, and then we preached on Saturday, and we drove nine hours back, and we lost an hour too. I didn't say I was a smart man. Yeah. <laughs> But I'll do anything for teenagers, I'll do anything for kids. And, and we're driving and, and we're doing this, and, and I'm in this denominational function, um, you know, we're a, we're a non-denominational church, but I'm in a denomination preaching their youth conference for the state of Pennsylvania, and, um, and we're sitting in there and I'm meeting really important people. Just ask them, they'll tell you. And. Uh, you know, you just This is my world, okay? I'm just giving you my profession. And, and, and you know, I'm meeting them, and, and God bless them. And, and, and before, you know, hey, my name is, they, they, didn't, they couldn't tell if Danny was the preacher or I was the preacher, which I personally love. Because if I don't look like a preacher, that is a compliment. Have you seen preachers? Even worse, have you seen their wives? I got the joy down deep in my, it's so deep in your soul that your face doesn't even know it's there. I need to shut up. But I'm tired. Pray for me. So we're, we're sitting there as a the denominational function and, and getting ready to preach a youth conference and, and and people come up and I need to be careful because they may be watching, but they, they come up and and that's the truth. It's the truth. And 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 they come up and 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 I want to know you. I don't want to know who you know. Because if who you know validates you, then you're not much. I didn't drive up here to find out who you know, I I drove up here because I want to minister on the person that I know changes everything. And if you're a brother, if you're a sister, let's talk about our father and our elder brother, I could care less who the other brothers are. And if you are validated by who you have in your contact list, you're not very much. So so I'm sitting there and, and they're trying to validate the reason why they're, you know, in relationship. And, oh, well, you know, do you know this person? And I'm like, no, I don't know that person. Do you know this person? No, I don't know that person. Do you know this person? No, I don't know that person. What about this person? I'm like, Listen, I'm really bad with names. Now, what I wanted to say was I'm really bad with name droppers. Some of y'all didn't get that. Well, but I stopped with the dropper. I dropped the droppers because I didn't want to be offensive. Right, so I'm like, I'm really bad with names. You know, it's, it's much more uh, I'd be able to see with people. But uh, well, tell me what you do. Care less who you know, and, and then and then they're trying to pull that out of me. Well, who do you know? And, and blah 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 blah, and all this kind of stuff. And at the end of it, I just shift the whole conversation. Here's why. Because I don't care how great you are. You are just a person. And if you're looking for somebody to be a superhero, you invited the wrong one to preach. But if you invited someone to brag on the superhero, now he has a name worth dropping. And I will drop his name every chance I get. And the reason why I crack jokes is because I'm trying to drop your jaw so I can cram the power of his name in it. Sometimes I say stuff that is shocking and give you like, oh my God, I can't believe he said that. I try to drop your jaw with a little shock and awe because while your jaw's are, I'm trying to cram in the name that is above every name. So if I fr- freak you out, make you laugh, or just make you shake your head, maybe that empty space will get full of the one who's worthy of being talked about. He has a name worth dropping. He has a name worth dropping. Your mother cannot save you. She's important. Your daddy cannot save you. He's important. Your pastor cannot save you. He is kind of important. He can't be so important that you put him on a pedestal because everybody has issues. There is a sin that so easily besets all of us if we give ourselves over to it. We are all sinners saved by grace and there should be no human who gets any glory. But it should be full of humanity that gives all the glory. Okay, so he's been given a name. Watch this, that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess to. That he is Lord, look at the end, to the glory of the Father the one who gave him his name. I want you to think about this. Jesus was given a name, but he was not named by Mary. His mother did not name him. Joseph, his earthly father, did not name him. They did not come up with a name. They were not allowed or afforded the privilege of naming their child. God comes in and releases Gabriel, the archangel of messages. Michael was the archangel of war, Gabriel was the archangel of messages, and Lucifer was the archangel of worship. We'll mess with that at some other point. Gabriel comes down on behalf of the Father and says, you tell them, look at verse number 21 of Matthew chapter 1. He says, and she will bring forth a son, and you will call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from hard times. He will save his people from unhappiness. He will save his people from bad emotional seasons. He will save his people from financial debt. He will save his people from drama. No, you will call him Jesus, and that word in the Greek, it translates three things. It translates, number one, it translates Savior, that the point of Jesus, The goal of Jesus, the function of Jesus is to be a savior. Not only a savior, but also he is a rescuer. He is a rescuer. He's a savior and he's a rescuer. Not only a rescuer, but boom. He is a, I love my job. He is a deliverer. He is a savior, he is a rescuer, he is a deliverer. And this may be too juvenile for some of you, but I'm trying to bring you back into being a child again, because unless we become children, we'll never enter into the kingdom of heaven. I need you to understand that he is a savior. The reason they named him Jesus is because it translates in the Old Testament, Yeshua or Joshua. It was a name where God said, I am going to give him a name that saves, I'm going to give him a name that delivers. gonna give him a name that rescues people out of their sins. So when you call the name of Jesus, what you're doing is you're saying, save me. When I say the name of Jesus, what I'm saying is, rescue me. When I say the name of Jesus, what I'm saying is, deliver me. And I need you to hear me this morning. Those in the room, our online family, Jesus saves. I I need you to hear me. Jesus saves. He, he, I don't care how addicted you are, Jesus saves. I I don't care how much of alcoholism you're bound to, Jesus saves. I don't care how much you've been pimping, I don't care how much you've been prostituting, Jesus saves. I don't care how bad you are, I don't care. Care how corrupted you are, Jesus saves. He is a Savior. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Anybody grateful that Jesus saves? He saves. He saves. It is His name. He is Savior. He is a Savior. That is the essence. When I say the name Jesus, I'm calling the Savior into action. Savior. This is going to be a shock to some of you, but when I think about him being a savior, a deliverer, a rescuer, it takes me back to my, my years out of high school, and I was a, a lifeguard instructor. I was an aquatics director. I know some of you are trying to figure that one out. I got you. I had long hair, too. They called me Jesus. Yeah. The Boy Scouts are... They rushed me through, and I, you know, they rushed me through the process to become an Eagle Scout. Those of you that are, you, you understand Boy Scouts at all? They, they rushed me through the process to become an Eagle Scout, so that I could be qualified to become an aquatics Director for the Boy Scouts for a camp. It was my job to train kids to become people to become lifeguards, and in order for you to be a lifeguard, you had to qualify through me. Now, I was—I know—that's scary, isn't it? You'll never go to the water park at Carowinds again that I'm the standard bearer. I know, it's (laughs) terrible terrible. I was an aquatics director. Let me tell you the things I would do. I, I would teach people how to swim. I would teach them swimming techniques, the side strokes, the breaststroke, stroke, the, the butterfly stroke, the freestyle stroke, teach them how to breathe underwater. I would give them badges for canoeing. I would give them badges. Some of you are cracking up. I would give them badges for um, um, life preserving and, and how to turn your, your pants into a flotation device if you're out in the ocean and all these different things. Uh, it was my job, and they would have to earn their merit badges in the Boy Scouts of America. But the ultimate goal the ultimate responsibility of me as an aquatics director was to teach people how to be a lifeguard the number one lesson i had to teach everyone we started day one and the number one lesson i had to teach them is how to save lives it was my purpose it was my priority, and it was the reason why they had to be Red Cross certified. They were Red Cross certified and CPR certified, and I had to issue them all of that, and I had to teach them how to do CPR, and then I qualified them to do CPR. That's even more terrifying when you think about it. And the primary goal of mine as the lifeguard was to teach them to save lives. I had to teach them to save lives. That if you're gonna operate in the function of a saver, You must save lives. It was was a secondary goal to canoe. It was a secondary goal to understand a freestyle swim versus a breaststroke versus a butterfly stroke versus a side stroke. It was a secondary issue of, of how to maneuver a canoe. It was a secondary issue of how to make your pants into a flotation device. It was all secondary. The primary goal of mine was to train lifeguards how to save lives. And I need you to understand this morning, the goal of Jesus coming was ultimately to save you from sin not to make you better not to have more money not to make you more popular not to get you more likes not to get you more friends not to get you more followers no his job was to come and pull you out of drowning in sin and bring you to the shore where you can live in safety was yes. the purpose of God Jesus saves he saves lives he rescues lives. He delivers life. Jesus, the goal of Jesus is to save us. This is not going to be popular. You ready? From drowning and dying in our sin. Oh, I know. I know it's unpopular. I know. I know. I know this is an unpopular word. We don't want to talk about this in church anymore. But I promise you, the wages of sin is still death. John 3:36. He who believes in the Son lives everlasting. And he who does not believe in the rescuing, saving, delivering power of the Son of God, he will not live. He will abide in the wrath, the death of God. Here's what I found to be true. Most of us, when we think of our Savior, what we really want him to do is not save us, save our health. What we really want him to do is save our money. What we really want him to do is save our relationships. What we really want him to do is save our emotions. What we really want him to do is save our fun times. But hear me, his purpose is not to keep your toys alive, his purpose is to keep you alive. Does anybody have a phone, you have an iPhone? Hand me your phone. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Somebody hand me another phone. I just, oh, I was kidding. <sighs> Have you ever seen people falling in a pool and they got their phone? They're about to fall in a pool. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, here's my phone, here's my phone, oh my God. And they will drown. They will be completely down under the water holding their phone. <laughs> Anybody ever seen that? You know what I'm talking about. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. You are drowning trying to keep your phone above water. How crazy would it be for my phone to survive and not me? It is the height of craziness for me to ask God to save my phone. Let me give it to you in the book of John to gain the whole world. but I'm dead I have all the money I can have I have all the fame I have I can have all the relationship I can have I have all the happiness I can have but I'm too dead to enjoy it and there are so many of us that are drowning trying to keep our toys alive the weight of our toys are keeping us underwater And if we would just let it go, we might get above water for a change. John 10, 10, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, drown. Jesus says, good news, I've come to save you. The enemy has come to drown you. But I'm a savior. And I'm here to give you life more abundant than you could even imagine. But, but the challenge with our culture today, guys, is we want Jesus to skip over sin and just deal with our wishes. No, no, hey, 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 hey. Hey, hey. hey I, I didn't ask you to get involved in the fact I'm sleeping with her. I need you to deal with my emotional stuff. It is quiet in this Holy Ghost filled church. Yeah. I, I, I'm operating and functioning in death acts. But I don't need you to deal with that. What I really need you to do is help me get a new car, Lord. No, 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 no you're not going to mess. You're not going to mess with my sin. I, I don't give you permission to mess with that. What I'm asking you to do is help me get out of my apartment into a nice home. We skip over Savior, and we run to Santa. We, we want to get the three wishes, and Jesus is like, huh uh, huh uh. We're gonna deal with who I am. And I am here to save you good. Good. from sin. From, from sin. I, I, listen, I know this is not popular, but I'm so tired, I don't care. <laughs> sin is sin. And I'm going to make a very audacious statement right here, okay? I'm going to make a, and I took the time to write it down because I felt like it was from the Holy Spirit. Because I want you to write it down or snap a picture of it and deal with it later. Let the Holy Spirit deal with it later. And here's what it says. You can trace everything in life that is wrong directly or indirectly back to the presence of sin. It's audacious. I understand. Everything that's wrong with your life Everything that's wrong with my life, you can trace directly back or indirectly back to sin. I'm going to break it down into three categories. Sin, that is the result of your own sin. Issues that are a result of your own sin or issues as a result of someone else's sin. So you, oh God help me Jesus. Uh, can, I, can I just deal with it? I, you had an affair on your wife. That was you. You didn't walk into that bedroom and trip and your pants fall down. Come on. I, notice, I, know, I, know, I know I'm being graphic, but I want you to hear me. Like you didn't just, oh, I fell right in the right place. I don't know what happened. I, 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 I took a drink of Gatorade and somebody laced the Gatorade. Okay. uh, you're not even going to eat lunch with me today, are you? I love you so much. Please don't leave me. If you leave me, I'm going with you. Uh, uh, It was. She said, "If you, if you, I'm out. Uh, You're dead, and I'm out. That's why you don't marry northern women." And every northern woman said, okay. I felt them grab their guns and their knives. It was crazy. It just happened. Sorry. The result of your own sin. But watch this. But watch this. Maybe it was your dad who had an affair on your mother, And now you're in identity crisis. It wasn't the result of your sin, it was the result of their sin. And now you're living in this perpetual state of identity crisis. Because there was a moral failure that you had to deal with, but it was not yours, is still the presence of indirect sin. Or maybe, when I think about COVID-19, where in the world did COVID-19 come from? This is the result of a contaminated and sinful environment. That the moment Adam sinned in the garden, it set the earth up for disease. Directly or indirectly, it comes down to sin. And it may not be your sin that you're contending with, it may be your grandfather's sin. It may be the root they worked in generations gone by. Or maybe it's just the sinful environment that we live in. Listen, I'm gonna go here because I just feel like I should. We cannot continue to let a generation not make it out of the womb without suffering consequences. I need you to hear me. Uh, it, uh, okay. It is going to be an amazing sight when we get to heaven because every, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I already created you. And there are people out of crisis that made the only decision they thought was the best decision. I'm not talking about that. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. But I, I, I was talking, having this conversation with my wife. I said, I said, it is going to be amazing for those doctors when they stand before the throne and those children are standing right there going, oh, you took me out there, but you didn't kill me. You may not have let me live on earth, but that doesn't mean I'm not living. And for those of us that maybe have gone through this situation and it was the best decision we could possibly make, good news, you will meet your child again. You'll meet your child again. Okay, I don't know why I got in there, but there it is. When I talk about sin, hear me. I'm not talking about issues. Oh, these are just my issues. This is just just, just my vice. It's my fetish. I'm not talking about issues. I'm talking about sin. Don't fluff this off and just say mistakes you've made in your life. Don't fluff this off and say, This is my personality or my temperament, or, or this is just my flaw. I'm not talking about flaws, temperament, personalities, mistakes, or issues. I'm talking about sin. And God defines sin as that thing which separates us from Him. Yes. And hear me today sin is the root cause of everything we're facing in our world today, it's sin. We're asking God to deal with symptoms when what we should be asking God to do is deal with the root cause of our sin. Look at this this passage in Mark chapter 2. Here's this paralytic man, this paralytic man, this man is paralyzed. He's paralyzed, he can't move, he can't function, he has inability after inability after inability. And, and, And Jesus comes on the scene and he's like, Jesus! Savior, deliverer, rescuer Heal me Well, we know that he is Jehovah Rophe The one who heals But he did not call Jehovah Rophe He said Savior He called him Savior But what he really wanted was a healer So Jesus looks at him and says Oh, you want to be healed? The problem is you called the Savior to the table. So your sins are forgiven. Oh, okay. Oh, Okay. Uh, that, like that's somewhere in here. What I need you to deal with is somewhere in here. I, I, I didn't ask you to mess with me in here. I asked you to mess with me here. Okay, I didn't give you permission. I asked you, God, to bring me joy in my life. I didn't ask you to start taking relationships away. I, I want you to give me a financial windfall and then you get me fired? Like, I'm asking you for this, but you give me that. But I want you to get with this, because this is where I'm at. You got that, didn't you? Okay. He turns and he says, your sins are forgiven. Here's what he did. He dealt with the root before he ever messed with the symptom. It, It would be like you contracting COVID, and you get what they describe as the COVID cough and you go to the doctor and say, look, I don't care about COVID. What I need you to do is get rid of my cough. Well, the problem is you may not long, no longer have a cough, but as long as you still carry the virus on the inside, sooner or later, that virus is gonna sprout back up and manifest in a cough. So you know what's gonna happen? Give yourself a few days, give yourself a few weeks, give yourself a few months, and that which has been eliminated will sprout back up again. Because you never dealt with the root Those of us we're getting into spring season now And you know what I'm talking about Where the weeds come up in your, in your driveways And you're like man I weed-eated it I pulled, I did all this stuff I sprayed and it keeps coming back up Why? Because until you eliminate the root You can make it removed from the surface But until you deal with the root It will always sprout back up And geez, Come on Come on, out of the mouths of babes. That boy's getting a sucker today. There's a lollipop, there's a, there's, there's a whole lot of, how many words, how many letters is amen? Four? There's daggum, A-M-E-N, he's getting four, I'm going to give him cavities, hallelujah. I'm just kidding, we rebuke that in Jesus' name. No sugar bugs, no sugar bugs. <clears throat> He, he deals with the root, and then he takes care of the physical need. Let me run to the end. I'm going to make a very audacious statement. The issues of our culture today, I talked about it at the beginning of this message. when we, With COVID, we, we, we were in a whole other world. But within just a few weeks, we're in a racial crisis in our nation. And I want you to hear my heart today. We are not dealing with a skin issue, we are dealing with a sin issue. And as long as we continue to have conversations of chaos and confusing about social issues, about economic issues, about political issues, about relational issues, about personal issues, we are contending with skin symptoms, not the deep-rooted sin issues. We were, uh, come on, Chris, Anne. We were, We were on our way home from, from Pennsylvania, and, and Danny, Danny was with me and um, we, we pull into a diner in West Virginia. It's good food though, right? We go walking in to West Virginia, we, this diner in West Virginia, great food. We go walking in and there's, there's a couple good old boys, they're, they're sitting out in the front in their, their big truck and um, we're walking in, there's a little bit of a wait or whatever. And and I speak and they speak back, he speaks, they say nothing. Okay? I mean I'm like in my head I'm going, do you see how big this dude is? Do you really want to make him angry? <laughs> like like hopefully your mama taught you better than that. So then we go into the we, we get we get down to the diner and there's this little kid sitting at a booth just, just a little bit from us and you know Danny because of his background in military and and law enforcement, different things, he always sits facing the door. And I always sit where the food is. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Taste and see that the Lord is good. I believe in that. And as long as he's got my front, he's also got my back. You understand what I'm saying? I ain't worried about it. I can dive behind him, no problem. And so he's always facing and there's this little kid sitting behind us, behind me. And, and we're in West Virginia, and, and I love West Virginia. I got a lot of friends there. But this little kid, he's probably nine, 10 years old, is sitting there, and he's eating, and he's looking at Danny. Are you saying that, that this kid has a race issue? No, I'm saying that there's probably some kind of sin issue in his family. All these eyes are moving. Now, see, I believe that they're looking at him because he is a mountain of a man. And he carries a look on his face. You know, I mean, he carries that look on his face. Like, yeah, you change your look now. He carries a look on his face like. And I tell him that look is the look of, should I kill you today or Tomorrow. So look he carries on his face. Oh, we're walking in, and, and he's feeling it. He's, fi- he's feeling the skin issue. Okay? We're talking about it sitting at the diner, and, and it, one of my favorite places to go, I, I have a church in Raleigh. It's a Kojic church. If you don't know what Kojic is, just look it up. It's one of my favorite places to preach. But I am the center of the Oreo. Everybody else is the cookies, okay? I mean, they're the co- I'm the center of the Oreo. And, and in the Kojic church, they put the preacher in a big majestic chair on the, on the stage. One of us does not look like the other. Hi. So then I get up and go, I'm white chocolate. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, anyway. And every, every time that I get to go preach there every year, as I take the pulpit, I watch 25 people walk out because they're not going to receive the word of the Lord from me. They always have a fellowship afterwards, a luncheon afterwards with their key leaders. And it doesn't matter what table I have gone to thus far. Every time I sit down at a table, at least one of the leaders will look at me and go, get up and go sit at another table. Okay, it's fine. I understand to the best I can understand with my world that I live in. I get it. But the issue is not skin. The issue is sin. Somewhere along the way, a mother or a father or a grandmother or a grandfather put something inside of them to judge me according to martin luther Not by the color of my skin, but the contents of my character We were sitting at that diner last night And, and we're talking and the truth of the matter is if those men knew how much blood he has given for our nation They would have bought his meal They wouldn't have snarled at them for the blood That he's given for the freedom of our nation, they would buy his meal, not snarl at him. But it's not a skin issue, it's a sin one. And if we're ever gonna see our nation heal, we gotta get to the root and stop dealing with the cough. I'm gonna give you three words about sin and I'm not gonna mess with any of them. It's called an imputed sin, theological words. It's an inherited sin or it is a personal sin. But I need you to hear me. Jesus saves us from them all. Whether you did it to you, whether your family member or someone else did it to you, or whether it was just the environment of contamination, Jesus still saves. There is not a mountain. There is not a lie. There is not a stronghold. There is not an addiction. There is not a bondage. There is not a bigotry. There is no thing that can separate me from the love of the one who rescues and saves. This is one of my favorite pictures of Jesus. Because this is me. I remember my 11th grade year having run away from home, staying in a single wild roach infested 70 shag carpet, disgusting molding place. After doing some really stupid things the night before, having been ran away from home for weeks away from my family. And I'm laying there in my bed. That is horrible. And somebody told me a long time ago, oh, God's going to use you. God's going to use you. God's going to use you. I'm telling you, the hand of the Lord's on your life. God's going to use you. And somewhere along the way, I thought because he called me, he needed me. So I wanted to live like hell and still make it to heaven. I'm laying in that bed, single wide trailer, dirt road, so my parents could not find me. And in that state that I was in, the Savior came to the bed I was drowning in. And he said to me, 11th grade year, he said, son, just because I called you doesn't mean I need you, but I love you. And I rolled out of that bed and got on my knees, stuck my face in that nasty mattress, and my knees in that nasty carpet and I said, Jesus, if you'll save me, I'll live for you forever. And what washed away my sin? Nothing but the blood. It wasn't my mama. It wasn't my dad. It wasn't my grandparents. It wasn't my great, 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 great grandfather. It wasn't the preacher. It wasn't the tradition. It wasn't my denomination. It was me, oh Lord, kneeling in the need of prayer. And he heard my cry. And he said, while I was yet a sinner, he threw out the lifeline. And he pulled me from the drowning place I was in. Some of you should know. Because you may not have my testimony, but you have my testimony. You may not have gone through what I've been through, but you've been through enough in your life to know, too, that of all the people he should have chosen, he chose me. Of all the people he should have died for, he died for me. Of all the people he should have loved unconditionally, he loved me unconditionally. While I was dead and manipulative and found myself in religion, he still died for me. He still chose me. He still loves me. Is there anybody redeemed today? I think this is a great moment for the redeemed of the Lord this morning. And I got good news. Maybe you're still dead. Maybe you're drowning today. Maybe you're drowning and you've been in the place and you don't know up from down and you can't figure out your bearings. I need you to hear me. There's not a shadow he won't light up. There's not a mountain he won't climb up. There's not a wall he won't kick down and there's not a lie he won't tear For this morning, for a Jesus who still saves, I dare you to get on your feet and give him praise today. No shadow. Just thank him for his love today. Somebody thank him for his love. I started out with Philippians chapter 2. Every knee will bow. I want you to hear me today. Every powerful person will bow. Every influencer will bow. Every celebrity will bow. Every politician will bow. Every king will bow. Every lord will bow. Every president will bow. Every congressman will bow. Every congresswoman will bow. Every senator will bow. Every nobody will bow. Every wicked person will bow. Every demon in hell. But what I love about the Lord is he's not going to get you let you get away with just a physical act. But every tongue will also confess. Muhammad will confess he's Lord. Buddha will confess Jesus is Lord. Gandhi will confess Jesus is Lord. About this scripture and I never saw it until Thursday when I finished my notes for you today it says that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord to the glory of the Father watch this we equate that for someday but if you need rescuing this morning you don't have to wait to make confession for someday right here today We can join with the Sunday, and today can be the Sunday we've been looking for. And right here, I dare somebody to make confession that Jesus is the Lord of your life. He is the one that saves. He's the one that rescues you. He's the one that delivers you. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so this morning. Cheryl, stand right there. Tim, look at me. Troy, Tisha. Just stand right there. Chuck, Tanya, come here, come here. I'm not sure Chuck can catch here, Tanya. Oh. <laughs> I'm just being serious. I mean silly. You're here today, and you need to be rescued. You're here today, and you need deliverance. You're here today, and you need to be saved. The holy, the Bible says, "No man coming to the Father save the Spirit." Draw him. The Spirit is drawing today. He's pulling on you. There's a mountain he's climbed up. There's a shadow he's lighting up. There's a wall he's kicking down. And there's a lie he's tearing down cause he is in pursuit of you. And today if you need to be saved, you need to be rescued, you need to be delivered. Today is your day. Our elders and our leaders are up in this front, and in a minute, I'm going I'm to pray and release you to come forward. Our online family are already transitioning to the salvation message. But I'm going to pray, and this is a moment that's very private and intimate for you. This is your day today. Somebody needs to come back to their first love. You got so used to Jesus, you forgot what love really felt. I'm talking about white-hot passionate love. I'm talking about the kind of love that keeps you up at night. It keeps you on the phone just listening to each other breathe. I'm talking about the kind of love that you drive around their house just seeing at their home. Come on. We fall in love again. Today's your day. Today's your day. Father, in the name of Jesus, for every person far from you, I pray that they would choose life that they would say, Jesus, come to my rescue. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Wow,
2: Judah family, wasn't that such an incredible word today from Pastor Glenn?
1: Aren't you so thankful for the name of Jesus?
2: See, but the greatest thing that you could get from this message is how important it is to have a covenant relationship with with the Lord Jesus Christ and know him as your personal Lord and Savior. You know, the Bible says in Romans 10:9 that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, then you can be saved.
1: So with that being said, we would like to lead you into a prayer of salvation. So let's get right to it. Jesus. Jesus. I am a sinner.
2: I am a sinner.
1: In need of a savior.
2: In need of a savior.
1: Today I repent.
2: Today I repent.
1: Turning away from my sins.
2: Turning away from my sins.
1: And I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior.
2: And I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior.
1: Today I declare.
2: Today I declare.
1: That I am following you.
2: That I am following you.
1: And I believe in my heart.
2: And I believe in my heart. That
1: I am saved.
2: That I am saved.
1: By grace. By
2: grace. Through faith.
1: In Jesus' name.
2: In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, if that was your first time ever praying that prayer, or maybe you prayed it again to rededicate your life to Christ, we want you to comment below. Or you can email us at info at judahchurch.com. So that way we can walk this thing out with you and we can make sure that we're connected so that we can do this thing called life together And if you're in the beloved, we'd like to encourage you to express your love for God through your giving to him.
1: In John 3:16, it says for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son That whosoever should believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life You see even God gave you love. So today we encourage you to do the same
2: If you'd like to give today, you can give by texting the number on the screen or visiting us on the web at judachurch.org. Or if you would like, you can even download our app and give straight from the app today. Hey Judah, if you've been attending or watching online for a while and would like to connect or learn more about our vision, your next step is Growth Track. Our four-week class occurs on Sunday mornings at 9.15 a.m. If you'd like to learn more, visit us online at judachurch.org. Judah family, we'd like to bless you today with Deuteronomy 11. May the Lord, the God of your fathers, may he increase you a thousand times more than what you are and fulfill every promise that he has given you. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. God bless you all. We'll see you next week.